Hello and welcome to the Business of Property podcast. I'm Stuart. And I'm Simon. And we're both property people running our own businesses. And this podcast is just us chatting as we do every Wednesday about anything and everything property. And before we do get into today's episode, just a reminder that if you do want to get in touch with us, both Simon and I are active in our Twitter account at biz of property at biz of property so you can communicate with either of us there and just message your good wishes if you like also you can contact us via the business of property.com so if you would like to reach out please use those channels and if you haven't yet left a review please do so it really does help us on to today's business and As you might expect, doing what we do, sometimes the topic of estate agents and letting agents pops up. Before I get into that, Simon, this is something that's very much front of mind for you. So would you like to share with us what's on your mind? Yeah, we don't have anything else to talk about today, do we? So so I am, as I think we've discussed before, currently looking for a new investment property. And this is something I've been doing sort of from a desktop for a while and not really finding things that I'm overly convinced about or overly keen on. And even ones that I have, they've been going really quickly and I've been very busy with lots of other things, so haven't got around to doing anything about them. Just recently, there seemed to be few more interesting properties coming on, a few being reduced, a few falling through, and they are on the market slightly longer. So I have actually started getting myself sorted out and getting in touch with, with agents to make some viewings. And indeed, as, as of recording, I have a number of viewings now now booked, assuming the properties don't sell before I get there. And I thought it might be quite interesting to, to chat about some of the, the differences in experience that the agents are, are offering. So in the, in the last few days, I've been in touch with a couple of local agents and I have also booked a viewing through Strike, which is one of the sort of challenger agents that's primarily online, and also Purple Bricks, which I, I don't think we can really call a, a challenger agent anymore because it's been around for, for too long. But it is similarly uh, a sort of primarily online agent. So, so yeah, perhaps we, perhaps we can talk about those. Where, where do you think we should start, Stuart? Well, I'd like to start with Strike because it's a new company to me. It's the first I'm hearing of this. So maybe if you could just share a little bit more with us about what it is and you know how, how different Stroke similar it is to something like a Purple Bricks. So I must confess I don't know very much in the way of details. I can tell you that they are, are quite new and that they seem to have adverts around the place saying that they will sell your property for free. So I haven't looked into this from a from a selling point of view because that's not what I've been been looking at. But certainly the adverts seem to suggest that they they don't charge anything. Instead, I think they have some add-ons that they charge for if you want sort of extra bits. I don't know for sure if this is the case, but I think perhaps it might be around sort of doing viewings and things like that for you. They also try to make money through upsells, so sort of arranging a mortgage and and that that kind of thing. Mm. So I have no idea if they'll still be here in a year's time. But never mind. I'll just read a line from their website. We've waved goodbye to pointlessly high fees. We make money through optional extras along the way, but you never have to use them. Yeah, indeed. So I 
found a property that was for sale through Strike on Rightmove, and there's a, a phone number listed. So I, I called them up, and it went through to, I assume, a, a call center. Actually, perhaps before I carry on with this story, I'll give a tiny bit of background on the property I was looking at. This was a property that was actually listed last year, and I spotted it and thought, mm, interesting, and particularly interesting because it was being sold with a tenant in situ, and, and they, they weren't suggesting they would get rid of the tenant. They were actually trying, the, the listing said they were selling it tenanted. So, so I thought that was particularly interesting, but it, it sold. And now, some months later, it's fallen through, and it's back on the market. Now, the listing this time around has actually changed a little bit, and it no longer mentions a tenant. So I was thinking, okay, maybe the tenants left. Maybe they did get rid of the tenant for the for the previous sale, which has now fallen through. But those were sort of some of the top things I wanted to, to ask about. So I phoned up the agent, Strike, went through to their call center. It took a few tries for them to actually find the property that I was talking about. So if you've ever used open rent for, for letting a property, all of their property listings on right moving things have sort of a, a unique number in them and if you phone them up to to try and book a viewing or whatever they will ask you for this number in the advert the strike advert on right move did not have a unique number so we were, were going through sort of they were asking me the postcode of the property it's like well i don't actually know because i can only, only see the first few few digits on, on right move then they were, were trying to pick it up from sort of the rest of the address and then they couldn't find it and we went around this cycle a few times. They did eventually find it. So not not the best of starts. But once they found the property, I thought, okay, great. They said, yep, it is definitely still available. And asked if I'd like to know anything about it. Yes, I would. I've got these questions. Is it tenanted? Uh, I don't know. Let me look through the notes. And several minutes later, their conclusion was, they don't know. <laughs> so, <laughs> so again, not not a not brilliant progress here. So they said the only way they they thought they could probably find out would be to refer it to the the local agent who was handling it, the, the local strike agent or strike guide, or I'm not I can't remember quite how they referred to them, but anyway, the the person in the local area. And they said they could either send them a message and they'd probably be able to get back to me in a couple of days, or they could book a viewing and I could just ask them on the viewing. So I thought, okay, fine, Let, let's just book a viewing. <laughs> so, so that's what I did. And it had to be a few days out. They couldn't couldn't do it for a little while. Their their agent or whatever processes were, were booked up. But, but that's fine. It was fairly straightforward. I picked a few potential dates and times, and they said they'd come back to confirm one of them. So yeah, all, all okay. As with all sales agents, when you, you book in, they'll ask you your name and your contact details and your sort of basic situation. But something I haven't had before is, is a sort of mini sales pitch for a mortgage, which I did get from Strike. <laughs> so that was a little bit different. I sort of reiterated a couple of times that, no, I'm fine. I've got a mortgage broker. I, I'm quite happy sticking with them. Thank you very much. They went on and said, yes, but okay, you, you can get a, a quote from ours. So it's completely without obligation. So, so please, please do do that if you'd like to. No, no, I wouldn't like to. Thank you. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, so apart from that, that mini mortgage sales pitch and, and one or two issues with details around the property, it, it wasn't 
too painful a process. The phone call was over relatively quickly. I put forward a couple of options for where I like or when I'd like the viewings. And they text me back a few minutes later, actually, maybe 20 minutes later, to confirm one of those times. And and that's all set up. So, yeah, not too bad, but... Hmm. And have they followed up with you post-viewing? Oh, well, as as we currently record, we haven't had the viewing. So right. I will have to let you know in the future when we get a chance to talk about this again. Yeah, because obviously there's it's a... It's a it's a two way service, and we we all want to save money. That's clear, and I think offering things for free is wonderful. But given that we have challenges with estate agents and letting agents when they're earning money, obviously the first concern is well, if if they're not. So, so you were looking to buy. I'm just trying to think. So yeah, so I guess if their business model is predicated on the what they call the optional extras that's that's always a slight concern well, from a from a business perspective because if it's optional it means i don't have to take it so i worry about your business but um, it, it also reminds me and i haven't seen so much of it before but i remember um, booking something during during lockdowns and we, we kind of talked about this before but it was where agents were saying that we you couldn't view a property let alone put an offer on it unless you'd spoken with their mortgage advisor. So things like that, which are for you as a buyer, it, you know, it sounds like, you know, you just dealt with it. You know, it's one of those things you just say no three times and it's over. But, but actually these are all things that kind of make the process a little bit more, a little bit harder than they should be sometimes. Yep. Indeed. However, I'm not sure that was the worst of the experiences I've got. Mm. So where, where should we go next? Should we, should we look at, Local agents or purple bricks? Well, obviously, I want to go to worst, but um, y- y- what you don't know which that is, so you're going to have to, have to take a pick. <laughs> purple bricks. Okay, so purple bricks. Again, property listing online, fairly straightforward. I, I can't actually remember whether this one would fall in through or anything interesting like that. But but anyway, listing online. One looked interesting to me. Wanted to go and have a viewing. There's no particular questions or tenants in situ or whatever for this one so more straightforward uh, again from right move phone number on the advert phone them up and get a little recorded message saying if, if you're calling for a viewing or a few other things it says you can do all of these things on, on our website and please go there and that was it they did they didn't hang up but then there was just silence after that after this recorded message and I hung on for sort of 30 seconds to see if there was something else or an option to speak to someone. But seemingly, just nothing. <laughs> so I thought, okay, you seem to be keen on me going to your website. I'm a technology person. I'm happy to do that. So, so I hung up the phone call, went back to the advert. I couldn't see an obvious link to their, their website, which some agents do include, but some apparently don't. And I'm not quite sure how right move feel about that, linking out to the agent side. But anyway. Couldn't find an office link. So go to Purple Bricks, search for the property again, find the property I'm interested in. And yep, sure enough, there's a, a button there that says Book of Viewing. You get to pick a date and a, a time slot that you like. They seem to know in in, in advance of which time slots can and can't be done for their, their local agent and all the, the vendor. I don't know quite how they work that out, but on, on each day, some slots were available and some weren't. So 
went through there, picked something that worked for me. And then there's the, the obligatory sort of questions for what's your name, what's your contact details, and what's your situation, as in are you looking for something to sell, or, or sorry, do you do you have something to sell, or are you looking for investment, or whatever else. And that was all fairly straightforward. The, the website appeared to be designed with only mobile phones in mind, though, because I've, I've got a quite a nice, fairly large 4K monitor that I sit at for, for doing my work. And this, this sort of booking process was in a tiny little box in the middle of the screen. So it could be better on that point of view. But generally speaking, worked very smoothly, put in the details. And a little while after that, they... Uh, I think they emailed rather than texted, but anyway, they, they responded and confirmed the, the booking. And again, that's the booking is still in the future as we record, so I don't know how the viewing itself will go, but but the booking process, I think, apart from the, the slightly odd phone call thing, was pretty good and pretty smooth with Purple Bricks. Okay, so it sounds like we know where the worst experience is going to come from, but the, my only comment on this is, as someone that used to work in marketing, and particularly when we're thinking about you know, selling things, the more obstacles you put in the way, the less likely you are to get a sale. Now, of, of course, with property, it's a little bit different because particularly if you're you know, buying for yourself, you see a house, you'll probably, forgive the pun of, you know, you'll run through a couple of brick walls to get to see the property you want. However, if, if you put too many things in play, you know, you'll get to a stage where you just go, I can't, you know, if you, if you redirect people different directions or if it gets tricky so so like sometimes i just want to pick up the phone and just say just tell me when i can view this property rather than i, I know technology is supposed to make things easy and and yeah picking a date and a slot seems fairly easy but it's sometimes it feels like there's more of a a, a disconnect than you'd like when you when all you need to do is view a property but uh but we're more intrigued to understand the, the bad experience. So, so this it sounds like it's going to come from the estate agent. Yeah, the one you might have thought would would be the saviour of the the stories. I'm I'm not convinced it is. So there are, there are two agents I've been in touch with, or, or tried to be in touch with. One of them I'll give a bit of a pass on because I've only tried calling them once and they're engaged. So okay, I haven't had a chance to retry with them. I will do. Hopefully that'll be an improvement. But the other one. I started trying to contact them a few days ago. And initially, again, starting from a right move listing, phone number there, phone up, and they were also engaged. Okay, fine, fair enough, busy. A few minutes later, phone up again. Okay, now it rings, 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 and then goes to an answer phone message saying, please leave your details and we'll get back to, get back to you. So, okay, again, reasonable, but I didn't really want to just leave a, a message there because at that point I knew I wasn't going to be available to be answering the phone soon after. So I didn't, didn't want to call back straight away. So I tried again later, again, answer phone rather than uh, a person answering. But at that point I'd also found their website and looked on there to see if they had any sort of uh, options for trying to book or anything on there. And they didn't, but they did have the option to, to leave a message there. So I opted for that instead. So I said, okay, fill, fill in my details. So I can make sure the, the phone number and email address and whatever else is actually typed correctly rather than trying to leave it in a voicemail. And said, this is the property I'm interested in. Uh, can you please give me a call back to try and book a viewing? And they didn't. That was, I think, two days before I tried again. And, and I'd heard, heard nothing. 
nothing at all from them. So I said, okay, fine. This property is still listed on right move. So that's hopefully it's still hanging around. Let, let me try it. Try again. This is not, not the perfect property necessarily for me to be investing in, but it is in an area that I'm quite keen on. It's an area I know well. It's an area that I think would would work well for an investment property. And it was the right sort of size and shape for the sort of investment properties I'm looking for. So I was fairly keen on this property. So phone up again. Yay, somebody answered. <laughs> and I said, I'm interested in viewing this property. I said where it was. Their local agent, they know their properties. And they said, ah, yes, I know that one. Uh, we've sold it. Oh, that's a shame. <laughs> okay, it's still on my move. Said, yeah, yeah, but we have sold it. <laughs> uh, are you potentially interested in in looking at other properties? I said, yes, yes, definitely would be. And he said, great, I'll, I'll give you a call back tomorrow, and we'll we'll go through getting getting sort of set up on the system. He said, I'm, I'm about to head out on for viewing at the moment, so I can't do it right now. So I said, okay, that, that's great. Please do give me a shout back. And the following day, I heard nothing. And and we're now actually the day after that as recording, and I've still heard nothing back from them. So they're obviously not too fussed about chasing buyers, <laughs> uh, which is kind of what we'd expect in, in this market. But it's still a little bit frustrating. And and also, as of this morning, they have finally removed the property from Rightmove. So they're, they're also a bit bit delayed with that as well. But but they did eventually get there. So my experience with, with the local sales agent is a bit sort of, Mm, not not great. It, it was difficult to get started. Then they didn't have the property anymore, and they hadn't updated it. And then, having said they would get back to me. So I've left left them a message via the their website, and also now via talking to somebody, they still haven't got back to me. So I'm not not really sure where to go with that. How how are you finding agents when you talk to them? Can you can you actually get through to people? Well. The funny thing is, I hadn't even thought about this until you started talking about this particular, you know, this particular experience. And very recently, I've had the same experience. And I'm pretty sure people listening are, are saying, yep, been there. I, I found three properties, actually, that I liked, all with the same agent. One of them I really liked. And as even of today, I've called them today. And I started calling them three weeks ago. The, the number still exists. The number still exists. The number rings. The properties are still online with Rightmove. And the the first time I phoned, I left the voicemail message. And I phoned several times since. It's it's never not gone through to a voicemail and no one's ever returned the call. The only thing I can assume is that the company no longer exists and they just haven't dealt with what's left on Rightmove. But I do know, you know, that that one of the people that works there, I, I don't understand it because, you know, I was particularly interested in, in a property that I would have, you know, very keen to put an offer on, but it gets to a stage where you just can't deal with it. I'm dealing with a couple of commercial agents now, and I have to say, you know, the professionalism is better, much better. They do things like returning your phone calls within a within a short period of time. And one I was really impressed with, we walked around a property and he knew the history of the property because he'd sold the property to the current owner something like 15 years ago but it was it was really refreshing to walk around a property with an agent who gave you history background opinions on the current build the current condition of a air conditioning unit do you know what i mean like all of those questions that you, you know you asked that were getting answered in terms of general agents i, th- I think my, my experience of so we're, we're selling a prop 
one of our properties, a studio flat that's fallen through a couple of times. We had a, another offer back in January that we accepted on the proviso that everything was expedited because we had done the legals at least once for, for the sale. So we kind of, as far as our solicitors are concerned, he's done. It's really just about an exchange of contracts and a, and a deed of variation, which I won't go into. So as we said, look, we, we will accept this offer, but things need to move quickly. It's almost, well, it is three months since that agreement. And yeah, in terms of the detail, don't need to give too much away, but the, the buyer still doesn't have an offer on the table and it's three months. So I kind of had to just put one of these emails together, which said, look, if we don't get an email with specific milestones of what's happening when within the next week, we are, although we wouldn't want to, we will just cancel the sale because um, we're kind of done with it now. And although we've kind of rented the property on Airbnb, We've reached our limit on that of 90 days. So I'm saying to them, well, I've, so I've now got a property that's just sat empty, which I know rents and rents well, all because, you know, and I, again, I appreciate banks are slow. I know there's lots of things, but just bringing this back to your point about the agent, the agent has never once proactively messaged us about what's happening. It's always us messaging or emailing saying, oh, and of course, you can't speak to them directly. I don't think they're, 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 too, they're too busy and important to speak with people directly anymore. But I guess we're just old school. So, you know, my wife will call them and then she'll get a WhatsApp message. You know, so there'll never be a conversation. But unless we email and say what is happening, we don't hear anything. And so, you know, when we're a bit busy, two or three weeks have gone by and we realise, oh, nothing's happened. So we message them, what's you know, so... I have to say, unfortunately, the standards that we are experiencing with residential agents is still not great. Hearing your experience and, and just having a look at Strike and from what I've heard about Purple Bricks and my own experience of Purple Bricks is you know, that there are businesses out there which want to be the game changers, but they're still not, as far as I'm concerned, meeting that first responsibility of customer service. Yeah. Just on your, your buyer having troubles with their mortgage, one of the things I see through the, the data that Patma collects is properties falling through. And quite a lot of the falling through properties I'm seeing at the moment were sold last year. So we're looking at sort of five, six months for a property to fall through. So it does seem that the purchases are taking a long time. Uh, I don't mean to suggest that your, your sale will fall through, Stuart. I hope it doesn't. But I think getting to that conclusion perhaps after three months, might actually be quite quick uh, in the, the current world because it, it does, does seem to last longer than that or often last longer than that before things are eventually concluded that they, they fail or perhaps even work. On agents and the comparison to commercial agents, I wonder if it is because the commercial agents are perhaps not quite so busy and residential agents are super busy at the moment. Do you, do you think it is just a a business and perhaps we should cut them some slack because the market's so crazy at the moment and they, they're just struggling to get back to everyone? I, I always accept that. And I also accept that there may be calls that I've not returned expediently or at all sometimes because when you get busy, things move on. But it, it happens so frequently that I just think it, it's, it's not coincidence. And also, it, it's you know part of the job, whether you like it or not, is we appreciate the difficulty that you're dealing with both a seller and a buyer. And that, you know, that that's quite a complicated 
set of relationships to manage. So I, I, I do appreciate that there is a lot to deal with. But equally, I think that's the business. You know, it's, it's customer and you're dealing with high value items. And, you know, that's my, always my thought of it. You know, if, if we're, you know, we're selling a property for, say, 250000 Okay, that's significant to us. But if you're only going to make 1%, 1.5% or 1.25% on that, it's it's not high priority as far as we're concerned it should because you know my view is that the quicker you bring that sale about and and surely that should be the business practice is you know you bring that sale because if it is only two to three k you you want to get that turnover happening quickly don't you you need to bring that sale through so surely part of your operation is the chasing and making that happen and that's my concern when i don't see that happening as a seller but, you know, we, we've both seen, you know, experiences as well where, you know, like we've both had where it's been difficult for us. And in my case, impossible to get a viewing on a property. And I immediately put myself in the seller's shoes. They won't be necessarily be aware of it. But there, if I'm one, there could be several, you know, tens of people that are, just want a viewing that haven't been able to get one. And it might not be a priority for the agent. But, but again, that's your job. So it's, it's still frustrating. To, to try and feel some sympathy for, for agents. I was speaking to a, a letting agent on this occasion recently. Um, I was talking to them about, about the use of Patma. And they were saying that in the last, I can't remember what it was, year, maybe, something in that recent time anyway, they've had their lettings book, so the, the number of properties they've got, got on from landlords, reduced by about 10%. They were saying that this is entirely from landlords selling up so the market's hot when properties come empty the landlords are saying well actually i think it's time to cash in and they're they're selling up so they've got fewer properties on their books and this is presumably a a sort of wider issue in their area as well because then when they do get a rental property that comes up they put out the advert and they get over a hundred inquiries for every advert they put out they said they they just can't answer the phones fast enough because they've just got such a ridiculous number of people chasing each individual property that gets advertised. So, I mean, but when you're in that, that sort of a, a crazy situation, your revenue is actually reducing because half your, your customers are, are going away for no fault of, of your own. And you're, you're busier than ever because there is such demand in the market. It isn't busy in terms of the, the actual time you have to put in to achieve stuff but you're not actually making any more money out of it so so i can understand that it can create some difficult situations the current market i I do agree with you and of course uh, you know we we always say you know that there's good and bad in every sector it's not this is not vilifying estate agents letting agents not at all because i work with really a really good letting agent who does his job extremely well and got a really good relationship but what i would say just about your previous point as well is okay if that's the situation the company that wins is the one that's going to deal with that the quickest and the best. And from my point of view, if you're if you put the customer front and center, and again, this is this is where I you know agree there is a complication because you've got two customers, you've got both the buyer and the seller. But if you're in a situation where you're getting hundreds of calls for properties, then then you have to work out, you know, you have to solve that problem. How do we manage that? Because I get I, you know, there's got to be a point after let's say 20 that the rest just just aren't needed so how do we how do we how do we just close that down and you know you just have windows of time and you say okay 
And then you just have a process to say for those people that are now calling, really, you know, really sorry if you're calling for property X and Y. These are not, yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's just thinking about how we manage that because actually, the it's it's detrimental to your potential customers, but it's detrimental to you as a business because you're now fielding calls which you know are leading nowhere. So, again, all problems to solve, and you know that that's their business to solve it. Yeah, indeed. And speaking of managing time, we're a bit over time. (laughs) Yes, indeed. We have come to an end of a podcast episode and hope that people are still enjoying the show. If you are, please do leave us a rating or review. It gets seen by us and we'd certainly give you a shout out on the show. So please do reach out to us also on Biz of Property at B-I-Z of Property on Twitter or thebusinessofproperty.com. Until next week.